One sec, I gotta set this timer up. Do you wanna, can you test your mic just in case? Sure I can. Okay, hey, hey, test, test. Hello. Hello, hello. Okay. All right. Black Sheep Radio with Ben McVee and Chris Brown. Join the conversation at BSR Podcast on Facebook and at Radio underscore Sheep on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, so you sold some cars. I did sell some cars. That's sweet. I suppose. How did that, like, how did that go? Like, was it, was it, um... I'm a fish out of water, man. Like, I've done radio my whole life, and suddenly I'm selling cars. And um, it's, uh, well, I I guess it's hearkening back to, like, the first days of being on the air. I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. So, like, like you selling the cars, was that, do you consider it dumb luck, or did you, like, hit a stride or something? I hit a stride. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, you know, like product knowledge and stuff and, and knowing how finance works and all that kind of stuff, I, I don't know much about. It's it's more about uh, talking to people in and, and making them your friend, as, as cliche as that sounds. Huh. Like I, I, I did a car deal today where I honestly think if I hadn't bothered to take the time to talk about uh, career changes and the guy's kids and how old they are, and how old mine are, and relate in a way that had nothing to do with the vehicle he was driving, huh. which, by the way, was it came out to be worth a little over $96,000, the thing that he bought. Um, I don't think the deal would have been done. I, I think I, I, if people aren't buying cars anymore, they're buying people, because you can go online now and do all your research and find out exactly where the best deal is going to be and so on and so forth. You just pick your dealership and go there. And if the dealership is going to get a sale, it's because of the salesperson. It's not because of the car. Hmm. Yeah. That's really interesting. That's the truth, man. Like, uh, honestly, the guy's got uh, a four-year-old, a two-year-old, and one on the way. And he was saying, I, you know, oh, God, I got another one on the way. I can't be, uh, I can't wait to get out of diapers. I said, you know... In my experience with my kids, you hit little milestones where you you realize, okay, that has ended, and you're really going to miss that, or you're really not. My kid running to the door with her arms wide open, screaming, Daddy, I knew when that ended because she stopped doing it, and I went, God damn, and I still miss it to this day. My daughter's 15 now. She doesn't do that. She just nods and, hey, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's what she does, right? And I still kind of miss that. Uh, however, the last time I had to pay for, a, I don't, I, I, I'm aware that I have three kids. One of them will have grandkids. My diaper changing days are not over. Mm. My diaper, uh, paying for diaper days are over. Mm. I will no longer have to spend buckets, wads of cash on diapers, which is an exciting thing. Huh. Won't miss that. When your kids get out of their teens, my two oldest are out of their teens now, and they're they're not mouthy shits anymore. They're you know they're full grown adults, whom I can have adult conversations with. My daughter's a teenager. My youngest, she's a teenager, and yes, every once in a while, she's the schmarmy shit. But still, she's getting to the point now where I have mature adult conversations with her, and it's kind of cool, hmm. right? But I'm going to miss her, especially your youngest. When you when you have more than one, your youngest are, are this sort of uh, they're a tether to 
a time that has gone by sort of thing. I'll never have little young kids who adore me just because I'm their dad again. And I miss that. Hmm. I do. So anyway, that's how this sort of, con- before I get sidetracked, that's sort of how this conversation went with this guy who bought this near $100,000 car. I was going right? to say, I, I almost just bought a car right now. Right. And we've done, at this point, we've driven like two kilometers up, uh, uh, like past Upper James, out towards Mount Hope, towards the airport. And, you know, that's when I realized damn, maybe I'm not doing my job because this car that he's driving, SUV he's driving, has three billion and one bells and whistles that as a salesperson I'm supposed to be showing off because that's what he's buying. wasn't what he was buying. You know, he, When he comes back to pick up the car, I'll show him the bells and whistles. Mm. I think what sold him on buying the car was buying the car for me because we had a conversation about just being human beings. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of cool. That's pretty wild. Yeah, man. I never, I never would have, I never would have expected that. Like, like I think if I were to train as a salesperson right. for a car dealership, I probably would have just assumed that like all of my, all of my time should be devoted to learning in everything about the vehicle and why this is better That's than the competition. That's what you would be led to believe. But again, think about like if you're a real estate agent and you're getting started or if you're a seasoned real estate agent and you're showing a house around and they have this room, right? You First of all, you ask some questions. Okay, so you've got three young kids, right? So the, you, you gear the conversation around that. If you were selling a house, I would imagine, I've never sold a house before, but if I found this room like this extra room in the house where the kids could put their shit and have their friends over and flop around on the couch. Focus the conversation around that. Because, huh. I mean, every... Look, everybody makes nice cars. Everybody makes nice houses. It's just a matter of how you relate to people who are buying the stuff and make it theirs. It's What do they call it? I think it's mental ownership. Huh. That you make them feel as though what they're driving or what they're opening the door, the front door to or what they're putting on, Right. You make it feel as though, even though they haven't bought it, it's already theirs. And that sounds really sort of cliche and and like I've been indoctrinated by the sales cult. Uh, I'm not. It's just, it's my job. And really, if I'm going to do it effectively, it's just like radio, right? Yeah. Like I could, you know, when I was on radio, I never talked about being the guy on the radio, on the radio, broadcasting live from blah, blah, blah. You just talk to people. You just get to know them. You listen. You talk back. You offer your feedback without sounding like you're arrogant or you know what you're talking about. I sure as shit never have. And you go from there. Cool. What do you think? Yeah, I liked it. I, I like. I think. Isn't that what we're doing right now? That's all. Huh? That's really all we're doing right now. I guess it's all about. I never really thought of it in that way. But I've also never really been that good of sa- at sales. You know. But that's good. I'm. I'm honestly. I'm happy that it's. So that was the Denali. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a Yukon Denali. Sweet ride. That's so cool. Everything is sales, man. Everything is sales. This is sales. What we're doing right now. Yeah. If we're not selling this by just being ourselves and relating to people and and, and giving feedback and getting feedback and everything else, that's really, that's that's sales is what that is. That's because, I mean, if, if you just come across as a dick that you don't care about the person on the other end of the transaction, whether they're buying a car or buying a house or listening to a podcast or trying on a pair of jeans, if you don't give a shit about them, they're not they're not buying into what you're selling. Hmm. I, I don't know if that sounds cold and calculated. And, and, and I mean, I don't say that. I don't think it's cold man, and cal- calculated. If you, you go on a date 
and you come across as an arrogant douchebag, she or he is not buying what you're selling. Right? Yeah. Huh. Huh. I'll take that one with me. Okay. All right. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's just kind of how I look at it. And, and I, I, I'm sort of, over, I've, I've, I'm getting to the point here where, you know, starting with the car sales thing. And I got to the same point with the radio thing where it's just like, okay, I'm not going to be overwhelmed with this and get overwhelmed by quote unquote product knowledge. I don't need to know everything there is to know about the GMC terrain. And I certainly never needed to know everything there was to know about being a morning radio show host. You just kind of learn as you go along. That's really. And if you're earnest about that, like if you're really honest, I was this morning with this guy, I said, listen, I'm going to be absolutely forthright with you. I've only been doing this. I've been selling cars for a couple of months here. And if there's anything that you feel, because you're, you're potentially spending a, crap load of money here if you feel like i'm not answering your questions i have no problem with you going to one of the more senior salesmen and that really turned the guy on you know what i mean like not didn't turn him on but it made it, it disarmed him and he was like oh all right that honesty wow from a salesperson mm. and car salesman i mean let's face it there's kind of a greasy stigma that goes along with car salesmen yeah because for years they were just out to get to make a buck and now it's nah nah I'd rather just you know I'd rather the greatest satisfaction in doing the car sales thing is watching a happy customer drive out the parking lot because I I like driving cars Mm. I enjoy driving my car to watch somebody drive away in something where it's like fucking right this is mine it's kind of cool it's kind of cool that guy's going to be driving away in a vehicle that I'll never afford ever in my life (laughs) (laughs) like ever but he's going to be driving away one happy son of a bitch yeah knowing that his three kids are going to be safe in the back seat and they're going to enjoy the ride and his wife's going to enjoy the ride and he's going to be happy with the money he spent good for you that's really nice kudos yeah kudos can't go wrong with a Denali oh man that's a sweet ride officially it is Denali sweet ride is officially the car of the Ben McVehicle the in ben the Ben McVehicle lineup, it's in the Ben McVehicle stable officially. Yes, officially. I I, I prefer the Denali to the uh, like the Yukon Denali. I'll take it over a Cadillac Escalade any day, and I get in a lot of crap from that from my managers for saying so. But whatever. Well, Denali's a gangster car. Damn straight. You know. Yeah. It really is. It, man, this thing does everything. It does. It, it it's. I, I can't even wrap my head. Before this guy comes and picks the car up, I'm going to have to spend three hours OT after work before he picks it up because what they call a delivery, when the person shows up, you're supposed to be able to display everything that the car does, which I kind of think is bunk because I'm telling you right now, when the guy drives off the lot, he's going to forget 60% of what I told him. Yeah. And he'll call me up or he'll watch a YouTube video and go, oh, that's right. That's yeah. how you do that, right? So you go out for a test drive in a car yeah, you just talk about the experience of driving it, not what it can do. How's it feel? How does it feel when you're driving it? How's it feel when you're listening to a radio show? How do those pants feel? How do they make you feel? Mm. Right? As opposed to making it just about the product and about you, really. Yeah. It's really about painting that picture of like, yes, man. The, do these people, like, do you see yourself living your life in this vehicle? That's right. You know, and it's nothing to do with manipulation. No, it's just about 
honestly, a lot of people might construe that as being, well, that's being manipulative because you're just, you're gearing your sale towards making these people buy a cart. No, it's not. Because maybe the the answer is going to be no. Actually, this doesn't do it for me. Well, then head down the street and buy the, the, buy a Ford, buy a Dodge, buy a Toyota, buy a Honda, whatever. Yeah, other people are going to go to one of those dealerships and go, nah, this ain't for me, and wind up at, at at our GM dealership and go, ah, that's what I was looking for, which is kind of cool. That's super cool. Yeah. Um. Well, you know, uh, honesty, man. That's what it's all. Yeah. About. Like I'm. I'm just be honest. Yeah. I don't. Be genuine. Don't, well, it's it's just it's just cool to that that you just sold a car too. You know. I sure. Feel like that's got to be feel a cool feeling. Sure. And and while we're on the the topic of of retail. Chris. Yeah. Chris Brown. Did I get it? Did you know? Did you know? Because I'm sure you've been wondering uh, <laughs> on August 1st. Today, I think we got up to a high of 26 with the humidity. It felt like 33. Mm. A couple days ago, it felt like 43 with the, the Humidex, right? Yeah. Um, there are only 146 days left until Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little concerned that you knew that number right off the bat, but... Um, I, I, I didn't. I looked it up. I oh, googled did you? it. I googled it. Yeah, it's um, only 146 days until Christmas. 146 sleeps, baby. Yep, absolutely. And uh, I mean, you know, while we're on the topic of re- retail and everything else, uh, there's Christmas in July. We just passed Amazon Prime Day, which apparently is the e-shopping uh, Black Friday. So. Yeah, they say that. I, uh-huh. I, I think I, I, Prime Day sucks, honestly. I've never found anything there decent. It's always just a bunch of garbage that you can get cheaper at any time out of the year. It's I like don't shop clearing online. Inventory. My wife does. Amanda does constantly. She buys tons of stuff on, yeah, online. It's sure. definitely dangerous to do a lot of online shopping because it's, I mean, it, you know, there's always a deal. There's always some sort of some sort of two hours to go. They have it all programmed and stuff. But do you not find it a little alarming that there are people who are using the C word Christmas? Yeah. Uh, as a marketing tool when it's 30 degrees outside. Yeah. And this is, this is topic one of our weekly three. Absolutely. Is the fact that for some reason, yeah. you know, global warming be damned. <laughs> The, the Christmas is is already on people's mind right now. Somehow, the Christmas season somehow has now stretched itself into one half of the year. Yeah, and I, I don't want to I don't want to make it seem as if you know we're just like. I mean, it's fair if 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 you at home haven't had a conversation about Christmas just yet, mm. and it's it's. But we're not making this up. Like for example. Um, my, uh, my girlfriend's mom reached out to her for Christmas list ideas already, like literally two weeks ago. I'm not even kidding. Right. Like, so this is like actually, you know, people are, people are thinking about Christmas. A lot of people, they'll go on a prime day and they'll go, they'll, they'll use prime day as a way to get a jump on their Christmas shopping. Sure. It's almost like what I don't understand is like, you know, we're almost closer to last Christmas than we are to this Christmas. Uh, 146, some quick math here, times two, Probably that's not. 280, 292. No, we're, we're a little bit closer to this coming Christmas, but yeah. not by much. Does it ever, does it, does Christmas ever stop anymore? That's what I mean. That's what I mean. Does like, it ever really end? You know, I used to be disgusted when the fact that, you know, the Halloween decorations came down and on November 1st, the mall would start putting up their wreaths and stuff. And I thought, holy Christ, that's like almost a two, no pun intended, sorry, Jesus. Mm-hmm. But, uh... 
you know, this is now a two month season and that that's nothing. Yeah. Um, so, so for, for, for Christmas shopping, Mm. you said you don't do shopping online. I don't understand that at all, but we'll move, we'll move past that a little bit. Um, you say you don't do Christmas shopping online, Mm -hmm. but when would, when do you typically go start shopping? Like, like me, August, December, December. So like, like December one, or is it like creeping to the 25th when you get going? Uh, No, you know what? Late November, early December, Mm. somewhere around there. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know if this is old school. I just, I enjoy the hustle bustle. I like going to the mall when the place is packed and, you know, shit's flying off the shelves and, um, there should be like an express lane for serious shoppers as opposed to the diddle doddlers, the diddle doddlers who are just kind of looking around without a clue as to sure. what they want, sort of thing. But I, I mean, I, I think that's a, it's a wonderful menagerie of of just people who are not quite sure what they're looking for, and people who know what they want. And 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 then the seasons, you know, it's starting to you know, the weather's cold outside, and and you're starting to get the that that buzz, right? It's just it's such a turnoff when it to hear the word Christmas right now, Christmas in July, like what. It's or you know what is Christmas in July? Prime Day, where you can get your Chris, you get get a jump start on your Christmas shopping. It's fucking July. So like, so like, I I work in advertising, and and I would always, not always, like it's not as common, I guess, as is I don't know. I probably would have thought, but you hear like all these opportunities, people having these Christmas in July sales. What does that even mean? Like, what does that mean? It's 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 it's. it's marketing the C word. That's yeah, but, all it is. Yeah, but it's like, like, it's a, it's a sale is what it is. Yeah. It's, it's a promotion, but because people hear the word Christmas, it's like Pavlov's dog, man. They salivate and they're like, Oh, Christmas. It's crazy. Well, that must be a good deal. My, I'd better go buy that. My mom, it's like Pavlov's dog when she hears the word Christmas, I think. Sure. You know, a lot of people just heard that music you played just a second ago. Yeah. And went, Ooh, I wonder how many days still quit. 146. I know. Right. I'm not going to say that I hate Christmas because I definitely enjoy it, but it, it's, it, it's me too. I enjoy it when it's there. Yeah. I just find that if I start shopping early and then celebrating early and putting up decorations in the middle of November, by the time it, it rolls around, it's like, I don't know, disappointing sex with too much foreplay. <laughs> You know, by the time, by the time you get down to it, you're exhausted. Sure. By the time we finish fooling around and touching this and touching that and <laughs> pulling on this and sucking on that by the, you know, and then the act comes and it lasts for four seconds and it's like, oh, Jesus. That, wasn't, that, wasn't that, worth the build up. That was disappointing. <laughs> yeah. That didn't last very long. And that's what Christmas day kind of turns into when you start celebrating the damn thing or promoting it in July. That's, that's all. And, and so that, that's, yeah. However. However, I will say this for those people who are not into like buy, 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 who are into, uh, you know, sentimental, meaningful gifts. Mm -hmm. Now might be the time to start taking pictures and thinking about a photo album that you could give away for Christmas, which Mm. leads us to item number two on the weekly three, the photo album, Chris. Yeah, the photo album. So, um, I, I get that social media has kind of eliminated the necessity for having a photo album. I disagree, but go ahead. It's it's replaced it, I would say. 
it's definitely replaced it for better or for worse. You think? I think so. Okay. Um, but recently, like, I, I mean, we talked about it before I, I was over in uh, Nova Scotia, uh, for a week and, and I posted a bunch of pictures on, on, on Facebook and Instagram and across whatever social media platforms and stuff. And I mean, I could easily just, you know, when I, when I want to sink myself back into that trip, I can easily just go onto my profile and, and scroll through those pictures. Yes. But um, actually the other day, uh, my mom had gotten me just like a little nice little gesture or whatever. She, she got one of those like custom printed photo albums. Right. And it says like the cover is like a picture that I took of Peggy's Cove and like the pictures are like the food that we ate and like all the location tags and stuff on it. And it was like a tangible thing that I was holding on to. And I don't know what it was about it, but it just, because I had it in my hand and I was looking through them, I just had just such a much more, it was so much more meaningful, those pictures. It brought back like... You felt a deeper connection. That's it. I felt a deeper connection to those pictures and I... I walked through the memories in my brain as I was looking through the pictures, like much more vividly when I was, when I had it in my hand than when I was, when I can just look and I I don't, I wonder what that is. And it's, and it's kind of sad. I mean, I well think about it though. Cause when, when we opened time up, uh, opened up talk on item number two, making photo albums, you said that social media has replaced the photo album. Yeah. And I said, I disagree. And that's why I disagree when you can touch it Mm. and when you can leaf through the pages, there's something about leafing through the pages of a photo album, right? And looking at the pictures and actually being able to rub your fingers over them, right? Yeah. Without having to worry about getting your finger oils on the screen. There's something about feeling the elevation of a printed photo underneath plastic stuck to a, an adhesive piece of paper that just gives you, affords you a, a deeper, to me, a deeper connection to a time gone past. And really that's what pictures are about, right? Is a, is a connection to something that has happened. It is a moment in time that you're capturing in a picture. And it's just, it's so much more um, tangible. It, it, it's just more real to me when you can touch it and do this. Yeah. Right? There's so much more anticipation. Yeah. When you're just click, 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 you, you don't know what's coming. After you've looked through your photo album a few times, you almost build up this anticipation like, oh, there's the picture from the restaurant in Halifax. When I turn this page, I'm in Peggy's Cove again. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Definitely. Um, and and I, I think a photo album is just, it, it, even if the pictures come off of social media, that's fine. But to put them into a photo album is awesome. And, and, and you know, like we're talking about shopping in July, but if you start in your mind, if, if you set your mind to the fact that, oh, that'd make, a, that'd make a perfectly cool gift. And I've done this for my mom and I've taken pictures of our vacations in July with my, my nephews and my kid and thought, ah, oh, this is going to be a good one for the album. Snap. Mm-hmm. And then she opens it up on Christmas and she starts doing this. Hey, there's July. You remember that? Oh my God. <laughs> there's just something more special about that. I know. Right? I know. It's crazy. Yeah. There was, um, what's in your photo album? I mean, like the whole trip, did she get the whole trip? Uh, yeah. Um, it's mostly, it, it actually, like, I was shocked that I, I don't know how she got the photos, but it's mostly just like nudes, but 
<laughs> I'm not falling. <laughs> not a chance. Not a chance. Um, no, it's it's just pictures of the food. Like a lot of stuff that I just shared on social sure. media. Nothing crazy. Sure. I, it's funny. Um, the, another another really interesting experience that I had that I uh, this was in in coming Christmas, but kind of following the same lines. Like this past Christmas, I went over to uh, my girlfriend's place. And we sat around and they had that like carousel. Have you ever seen one of those carousel? It's like the, it's like, um, it's like a slideshow with pictures. Oh God. Yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, like that classic, classic, like, and, yeah. you, and you put it up on the projector. 35 millimeter slides. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. And we all sat around and I didn't know any of these people this time. Cause this was like, we hadn't, hadn't met that long. I mean, whatever, a couple months or whatever, more than that. Six months. <laughs> Makes that sense. Yeah. Sound. Yeah. And yep. we, and we just sat there and looked at all these pictures and I didn't know any of the people in the pictures, but I was like genuinely just like so into it. Right. And I miss, like, I feel like that's one thing. I mean, everybody always says that, like, technology makes so much, everything so much better. But, like, I just, it for whatever reason, I mean, we're inundated by pictures and we're inundated by all, all everyone else's stuff. Snapchats, and we, Instagrams, Facebooks, tweets. Yes. But somehow it's managed to, like, take all of the meaning and all of the experience that we used to get from pictures. Here, okay, I'm... I, I, Here's my thought on this, okay? Sure. I think the 35 millimeter slide carousel is the precursor to social media. There's a lot of slides. You'd go through your aunt's slides of her trip to Mexico and go, oh, shit, there's the buffet again and again and again and again and again. <laughs> Before the 35 millimeter slideshow on the carousel, there's the photo album. Mm -hmm. And the photo album is an exercise in economization. The photo album mm. on Facebook, you can put three billion goddamn photos on there, and they're all of the same thing, and they're all in real time. So it's like, here's me jumping off the cliff. Here's me five foot off the cliff. Here's me six feet off the cliff, <laughs> eight feet off the cliff. Now I'm approaching the water. I'm even closer to the water. Here's me into the water. Here's me halfway into the water. Here's me underneath the water. Here's me coming up out of the water. Whereas if you're going to do a photo album, you have to put a little more thought into it. It's economized where you're going to go through that series of 14 photos of somebody jumping off the cliff and into the lake and you're going to find just the right one and that's it. Yeah. Because the mind's eye is as good as any picture. Mm. And so when somebody sees that picture or somebody sees who even wasn't there, maybe it's not the subject of the picture, but somebody sees that perfect shot of when you landed in the water, maybe, you know, and you've, you've got the, just the right shot where you can see in the picture how high you just jumped. Then the rest just comes to the mind's eye. And that's what I mean by the photo album. It's, it, it's an exercise in, um, in economy in terms of mental imagery where mm. you have to kind of paint the picture yourself. Yeah. As opposed to being led through this dirge of <laughs> photo after photo after photo after photo. It's exhausting. Yeah. Um, and also, I mean, even what one of the things from the, the, like the fact that everybody has a camera now always with them and always posting stuff. Um, right. I, I'm so like, 
there's something that social media has done to like people's pictures that have just changed the way, like everyone's so prepared to get their picture taken and all of the, uh, all of these, all of these pictures are so like artificial Yeah, and there's something to be said like for those old photo albums where it's like, you know, the pictures are just very like candid and spontaneous and it's so different and you can just feel the energy completely different. Yeah, And the person who's shooting that photo. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I'll take you back to a world of the Kodak Instamatic, yeah. where you had your, your 24 roll film built into a camera. Any camera that had a roll of film, you knew you had so many shots on that. So it wasn't just click, 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 without, you know, and then you got to go through the waste of time of fishing through for just the perfect photo out of 60 photos of a two minute duration. It's just like, oh no, I know I nailed it. I got the right picture. Is there anything else like that, that like you, like that you kind of miss like the photo album? I mean, that kind of puts you on the spot there. Um, Sure. Yeah, no, there's there's lots of stuff. Yeah. I mean, like I miss I miss blockbuster video. I miss full-length albums. Full-length like a full record, length like a uh, Well, sure, people still make full-length albums, but albums were, you know, made to be listened to from it. beginning to end. Like Dark Side and or Share, Crime of the Century, you know, whereas yeah, albums were made to be listened to from beginning to end and they, yeah. they wove sort of a story where now it's just a whole bunch of singles. Huh. And now I'm sounding like a grumpy old man. No, I no, I, I dig that. I mean I some of some some of my friends in Toronto, they'll they'll they put they they play vinyl all the time all right. and they'll just wrap it start to finish. Let me can I go back to the photo album? Of course. All right. Now I'm going to put you on the spot. Sure. Okay, so here's our page in the photo album. Okay, he's drawing on his notebook. Okay. There's a big on square. My notebook, there's squares. Yeah. So we're going to do a photo album that has room for six photos. Okay? Sure. Now I need you to think about moments. There's your photo album. Yeah. I want you to think about your lovely girlfriend. Yeah. And I want you to fill in the blanks. Think about photos or moments where you would want a picture of that moment. Oh man, that's there's a challenge. So you thought cool. you were putting me on the spot. No, that's so cool. I could do this easy though. Right? Okay. So Go the ahead. first I'm one, not looking. No, that's okay. No, but I'm, I'm not, not I can't draw. I'm just gonna write. No, 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 just write oh, what the moment is. Okay. Write what the moment is. So I can't even describe it. Right? Okay. Okay, so here we go. So he's Chris is now writing, and he is making up a sort of word-filled photo album on a page, and he's only got six spots to fill in the page. Right. This is a very small photo album. Most photo albums will contain mm, 50 to I'm thinking somewhere from 48 to 72 pictures, something like that. Usually things go by the dozen or two dozen. All right. Yeah. Holy Jesus, man, you're not messing around. Look it's, at e- it's pretty easy. You are a scribbling machine. Um, OK, I've got the last two. Now, this is where it gets hard. Ah, OK. Um, damn. Right. Now you really got to think about this because you only have <laughs> two spaces left. Yeah, I know. And I'm now I'm now I'm I'm now you're thinking, oh shit, does this one cuz I just thought of another one. Right? Yeah. I just thought of another one and I've only got two spaces left. So maybe I need to revisit the four spaces I just filled out before. These are going to Okay, so Okay. So do you want to read them out? Do you want me to read them out? What are you going to do? You can, how about you read them out? But they're, you not, want me to read them they're out? not particularly in order. Okay, that's okay. All right. 
First date. Our picture, a picture of her first date would also be really good. Do you want me to just like, am I describing what happened or what? Sure, what go for doing? it. Whatever. What yes. was she wearing? So, Where um, she was just wearing, so we met on, um, Tinder. Right. And the, so the first met on Tinder. Okay. Yeah. It's another story for another time. Yeah, for sure. So, okay. the, so the first, so the first time we ever met each other, we were on, we just went to a pub and we, we the first time we met each other was the first time we ever see, saw each other. Okay. So it would be cool to get a picture of that. You know, I All don't right. know. I don't like, I mean, I could go into the details of it, no, but I, okay. I feel like that would be like Your our moment day. for sure. Yeah. First weekend together. Yeah. Full on weekend. Yeah. Like we went out to Port Stanley. Um, oh, nice spot. Yeah. We rented a place in Port Stanley for the weekend and it was really neat. And it was actually really suddenly like, I think we'd only been dating for like maybe a month or so. And we stayed in a weekend B&B together. hotel. Airbnb. Yeah. 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 Okay. So it was good. Just a place like a condo that we stayed in together. It was really nice. Yeah. I've, I'm yeah. seeing, uh, sticking with the theme, Christmas. Yeah, Christmas was really cool too. First one, most recent. How long? Have it you was been the, we've only been together for um, just over a year. Yeah, okay. So yeah, it was the first Christmas we ever had together, and we both kind of blew each other's expectations out of the water with gifts and all that stuff too. So like, we had a really good time. This I got plenty of pictures of all of these. It'd be tough to pick a specific one out of all of the ones that I have. That's when it gets crazy. We're getting to that. Nova yeah. Scotia, you've got that. Nova Scotia is a big one. Yeah, that was. I mean, it was a big. It was a big uh, vacation for us, but also I think individually, it it it, it had a lot of. Is very meaningful for us. Bree's birthday, yeah. So Bree's birthday was really cool. Is what what I like about that is is I kind of so <laughs> I didn't have a whole lot of um, cash to spend on her birthday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I kind of wanted to, so I tried to go the thoughtful route. So like I surprised her with flowers on her, on like, I got flowers sent to her work or whatever. And then I like filled up my whole apartment with balloons and then she came home and it was all these balloons. And then I made a cake, mm-hmm. but I made this cake that was like a joke. Like, so her mom all like when, growing up, like her mom would always make her a cake that was like, like legendarily bad. And she just <laughs> seriously, and she would yeah. try, I mean, you know, the heart's in the right place, but she just didn't know how to bake cakes or she just, whatever, you know, made like what. And so what the, the cake idea that she, that she did told me and the one that I ended up making for was basically like, like celebration mix, like Betty Crocker cake mix. Yep. Right. With, um, cool whip on it mm-hmm. and then like a mandarin orange slices like on the cake, right? Just like, right this, this is like a strange combination. So I made that. Yeah. So it probably would have been a picture of the cake. Cause like, I've never seen her laugh so hard. And your birthday. And and my birthday was really crazy because like, it was whatever, my 31st birthday. And we went down to 32nd birthday and we went down to, um, Mohawk racetrack and she right. organized like this huge thing with like all of my friends. And it was really cool. Like we went to go see, we went to meet up with the horses and stuff. It was really nice. So, yeah. Now you sort of see the value of the photo album, right? Yeah. Where you really got to think about, because I mean, if you're on social media, you can take 3 billion pictures out of all of these six things. But if you've only got so much space left on the page yeah, and only so many slots to fill in, then you really have to think about, okay, so for Bree's birthday, it's going to be your mom's cake. Mm. Uh, for your birthday, maybe a picture of Mohawk racetrack. Yeah. Maybe a picture of all your friends together. And then maybe a picture of, I don't know, you yakking in the men's room. <laughs> yeah, that probably happened. That probably happened. Yeah, yeah sure. I got pretty Nova Scotia, up. right? Like, yeah. Peggy, you guys have talked a lot about the food. Yeah, food. Right? There's lots Peggy's of stuff. Peggy's Cove, you've yeah. mentioned. But again, think of all the pictures 
pictures that you put up on social media. You guys put tons up there and I saw them. They were all great shots. But when you have to economize, right? And then you think about it looking 10, 15 years down the road, 20, 30 years down the road, whether or not you guys are still together, doesn't matter, right? Somebody's going to look at her mom's cake and go, oh my God, you remember your mom used to make the shittiest cakes in the yeah. whole wide world? Yeah. You remember the one with the mandarin orange? Oh, there it is. So sort good. Sort of thing. And that's what, yeah, that's, and, and, and we kind of got into item two of photo album, uh, photo albums and those as gifts. I think those are just the perfect gift. And I mean, I don't, powerful I don't, gift. they're powerful and I don't think there's anything wrong. There's, there's a difference in going, oh, there's a special on Yankee candles for Christmas <laughs> in July and buying that scented candle for five bucks cheaper than you can get it in fucking December and, and, and going, oh, this is the perfect shot. This is going to go in the photo album. Damn it. This is going to be colossal. It's going to be mm. awesome. Right? Mm. That's all I'm saying. That's all I got on photo that's albums. That's really cool. Yeah. I think that's 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 a, a, a tip that anybody listening could, could take home to them. If they if they have some, they don't have, you know, you don't have a lot of money or, or you, you're on a budget, but you want to really make somebody, give somebody an impactful gift, whether it's their birthday, whether it's Christmas, whether it's Valentine's Day or whatever, you know. Yeah, put together a little photo album of memorable pictures for them because it, 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 it definitely had an impact on me and, and I couldn't imagine, you know, I'm, sh- I'm yeah. sure you'll get a bigger reaction from that than, There's than anything else you can buy. There's just something better about going, here, here's my phone, flip through all these photos and here's, here is a book. Yeah. Look through these, leaf through these pages and, you know, I always liked the photo albums when people would write the, the date underneath mm-hmm. the picture with a little caption or something like it just it personalizes it so much so we're gonna move if you don't mind no that was um, great from like a feel-good story Mm. uh to a not so feel-good story Mm. we're number one in hate crimes in hamilton this is item number three on the weekly three it's black sheep radio i'm ben mcvee chris brown um Number one in hate crimes. Yeah, let me. Um, so let me let me see if I can pull that up. I I, sh- I should have had a story that came but- up. No, it's okay. It's a, it's all right. It's a story that came up. What? It's got to be over. We've been off for a couple of weeks, and I mean, you know, it's summer. Time goes by so quickly. You, it's like when did that? When was that last Wednesday? Tuesday? Yeah. yeah. So, um, I would have never in a million years suspected that this city would be. I mean, after, after, and we've, we've covered the Hamilton pride parade. Okay. So, I mean, that made it a bit more believable, sadly, Mm. that we would be a national leader in hate crimes somewhat before the pride parade. I would have never thought that we had hate crimes in Hamilton. I gotta be honest with you. It's funny, eh? You, you know what I mean? It's like if you're not involved in it and you don't see it directly, it's it's almost as if it doesn't exist sometimes. But I, I think like it, it it would make sense that, you know, the two of us don't see that on a regular basis, you know? We're white men. Yeah. We're not a target of hate. No. I and 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 I'm not saying that I'm not bragging in saying that. I'm just saying that that's a simple fact. We're white men. <laughs> we are not victims of hate, typical or targets of hate. No, typically. So this um, more more. I'll even make it this an even bolder statement. Not these two white men who are sitting here doing this podcast, mm. but white men are typically more projectors of hate than targets. Yeah, yeah. So just just this this came July twenty third, so about a week ago yeah. um, from today. I, th- I think it actually came out the day we we released our last podcast. 
Nah, maybe. Who knows? Anyways, um, so this is off CBC News from uh, Megan Dooling, uh, just to give her credit. Uh, it says, Hamilton has the highest rate of police-reported hate crimes in Canada, almost three times more than Toronto. Now, is that... Uh, uh, maybe you don't have the numbers in front of you. That's got to be per capita. Stat- it's got It's got to be. Statistics Canada published a report on Monday that shows the rate of hate com- Ra- okay. crimes All reported right. to police out of 100,000 people in Hamilton okay. in 2018. so it's a per capita sort of thing. 17.1. Jesus Christ. That includes a total of 97 incidents of hate reported to police in Hamilton last year. And that's just the stuff that's reported. So... I don't even want to get into what's not. Yeah. I mean, those numbers would skyrocket, I would imagine. You'd think so. You'd think that there's a very large number that aren't reported. Tell me about the guy at the beer store. Yeah. Um, we were at the beer store on uh, on Dundurn, um, and there was a dude, and he was wearing a sleeveless shirt, naturally. Um, and he had, a like, it wasn't even a tattoo. It was a brand. Like, it was burnt into his skin. And it was a swastika on his shoulder. And I didn't even notice it at first. My girlfriend did. And she saw this guy with a swastika and we look over and I was like, that's, I'm, that's crazy to me. Like, I, like, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know if it's just something that, that, you know, it's been in the media quite a bit now. So more people are noticing or, or if it's, if it's on the rise, it cer- certainly seems to be on the rise now more than ever. Um, but it never ceases to amaze me and and shock me i hope it never gets to a point where it doesn't shock me you know but it's anytime i see something like that out in public i'm just like i i I don't even really have any words for it you know my question is how is it that that guy was not shamed right out of the beer store when a man or a woman who decides that they're going to be another gender are shamed or alienated or looked at with more ridicule, more disgust than some guy who is carrying is branded, taking the time to actually burn a swastika into his arm. Yeah, that's a re- asshole that's, that he is. That's a really that's a really good point. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting why nobody kind of stepped up. I mean, what I. The f- I mean, I'm sorry, forgive my language, but what the fuck is up with that? Yeah, like I didn't say anything <laughs> to the guy because he looked like he. Why had, is that? He, he well, he mean. I mean, he looked dangerous. Some honestly. ballsy bastard. Well, quote unquote ballsy bastard will have no problem saying to a man dressed as a woman some derogatory remark for sure, right? Because yeah. he believes what he believes. For those of us who see people with swastikas on their arms and we believe that they're fucking assholes for mm. believing in what that stands for, we don't say boo. That's a travesty. Yeah. That's that's a, that's a shame. And I, I'm, I mean, I'm the same way. Yeah. If I'd have been in your position, big dude, swastika on the arm, I ain't saying boo. Yeah, he looked, he looked, he looked sure. super sketchy. Like he looked like he was, he had something on him, you know? Yeah. Like, honestly, I'm, mm. I'm waiting to see. I, I'm waiting, honestly waiting for the first, like, super fucking muscular dude mm. who decides I'm a woman and dresses up as a woman and goes out in public as a woman and identifies herself, themselves, himself, however you want to phrase it. Yeah. That's how they identify, right? That's, that's what they insist on being called. That's how they're going to appear in public. 
I'm waiting for that to happen, where it's a truly scary, imposing figure. And let's see where all you ballsy assholes who decide to ridicule a man dressed up as a woman or a woman dressed up as a man. Let's see where your guts are then. Yeah, I saw. I remember seeing a video way back of some some transgender woman that was like jacked as hell, and people were people were giving her shit, and and she was, uh, you know being like stop like leave me alone whatever and then just like hauled off and knocked the guy out and it's right <laughs> you know? and, and, good, then, good, and then good for them yeah it's like inter- it's like you see i've definitely seen that before it's just i, it's I don't not know a, maybe it's it, not about physical stature no. why is it that we are intimidated by a swastika hmm. no i, I want to word this properly how, how, what's the difference? Because, because people who are afraid of, of transgender people, and I'm just using this as an, sure. as an example, or homosexual people, or whatever, people mm. who are different, different, not, not of the majority, yeah. right? Why is it the hateful ones seem to get off scot-free? Mm. Why is it the people who are hateful seem to get off scot-free where they're not challenged? And the people who are just being themselves and being normal human beings, loving, caring, wonderful human beings that they are, but are just a bit different, how come they're challenged? Hmm. Why is that? I don't expect you to have an answer. Like, this is something I wonder to myself. Yeah, I, I, I honestly have no idea. Like, I don't know that I've ever... Well, I mean, there's, there's that whole, like, you know... I, I've never really, like, to me, I, I was more, I, I don't think I've ever seen anybody walking down the street with a swastika on them before. So I was like kind of shocked at it, at the audacity of it. I've never, I've never, outside of like YouTube videos and, and, um, uh, American history X, like I've never seen anybody sure. with that kind of, yeah. that kind of like outright Nazi propaganda, just, just out, out front that way. So, um, I don't know, like, and also, I mean, it's, I I feel like things would be a little bit different. Like if I had been, if I was Jewish or, you know, if there, if it was something, I don't know. I know it's It's uh, really tough. Like, I don't know what I, like for me in, in general, like I'm, I'm, I kind of would rather just avoid issues and be like, yo, this is, this guy's fucked up. Like, I'm not the one to like seek out it j- whatever. It but. almost seems to me, and I could be wrong on this. I, I'm just, uh, and I'm, I'm just kind of train a thought on this, but I'm just thinking, and I'm just thinking out loud, but it seems to me hate is a greater motivator to be outspoken than love is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You don't like gay people. You don't like black people. You don't like French people. You don't like transgender people, whatever the case may be, you hate those people for whatever stupid, idiotic, short-sighted reason that you may have, right? You you hate those people, or you're programmed to hate those people, and you proclaim to hate those people. You're far more likely to say something about it, to spread that, than you are (laughs) because people who don't hate don't hate. Mm. And, And so... To say, I disapprove of someone who thinks that way Mm. isn't as strong as hate, and therefore you don't say anything. What about this? I think that just in general, assholes are louder (laughs) than most people. It's true. <laughs> you know what? No, I, you know, I think that's a that's a hashtag waiting to happen, man. Hashtag assholes are louder. Assholes, uh, assholes are louder. Mm. It's so true. Mm. Assholes are louder. It's crazy. 
dude, that's a brilliant observation. Hmm. Assholes are just louder. Yeah. And I'm kind of yeah. loud. So what are you saying? I don't think you're really that loud. <laughs> you're passionate. I think there's a difference between passion and loudness, but maybe, maybe I'm wrong. There's the weekly three. Let yeah. us know what you think about that. Um, we got a lot of stuff that's kind of sitting here. So I'm going to throw, um, let's pick one. Sure. And we'll, we'll, uh, how are we doing on time there, buddy? Uh, we're actually pretty good. We moved around pretty quickly. Yeah, um, we did. I think right now we are sitting at 47 minutes. So okay. we could do, we could do one more. Let's wrap up with one more. So I'm going to, I'm going to throw out, um, a few and these are things that definitely in the next Black Sheep Radio we can talk about. Sure. This is Black Sheep Radio with Ben McVie. Chris Brown. Um, so we'll go with uh, hashtag trash tag. Yeah. Cottage snacks, which is something that came up on our Facebook page. Yeah. Um, not smoking. And do you believe in ghosts? This, there's a lot there. We could, you know what? It's so, a veritable grab bag, my friend. So the ghosts thing, I think we should save that for okay. October. Okay. Like, I think we should okay. save that for like a Halloween style sure. one. Sure. All right. I'm, gen- I'm very curious. I'm scratching that only for this, this week's sure. episode. Um, the trash tag thing, I think is a really cool thing, but we can, we can always bump that too. What was it? What was the other one? It's not smoking. Cottage snacks and not smoking. I did. What was the not smoking thing? I am coming up on, uh, let's see, do, 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 do. what's today? Thursday. Tomorrow, as of Friday, I will have had one cigarette in two weeks. Wow. Yeah, I'm vaping guy now. Cool. Right? Like, I'm hauling on this thing like a baby on a teat. Uh, but in terms of cigarettes, no, I've, I've not touched one. But that's, again, m- maybe that's a big, bold, not bold, but a big, all-encompassing topic cravings addictions and that sort of sure yeah okay okay Okay, so now we're down to cottage snacks and hashtag trash tag let's go to let's do the trash tag thing all right so if you so i mean we talked a little bit about it off air but have you like do you know like i i can i can do a breakdown but basically it was like one of those you know how they have the ice bucket challenge and shit where it's like you do this stuff and you raise money and it was it was like a like a do good community service hashtag kind of thing but the idea behind this one is you, it's called trash tag and you, you take a picture of yourself like after you have gone to, like you do a before and after picture. You do a before picture of what the place looked like before you started and an after picture after you've gone there and cleaned it all up. And the idea is you bring- I love this idea. Yeah. And you, and you go there and you get a garbage bag. You know, you, you, several, yeah, several, depending on where you are for yeah. sure. Um, go to any on or off ramp in Hamilton. Exactly. You're going to need several bags. Probably. What is it with fucking on and off ramps where people just feel that it's like, oh, this is a good stuff. A good time to chuck shit out. Yeah. So like, I, like we were like, I, I put it out on the Facebook page earlier today. Like I, I think that, you know, podcasts can be like a lot of different things. They could be an avenue to, you know, just try to, you know, milk money out of people. Mm -hmm. They could be like an opportunity to like shameless self promotion. Sure. Um, Or they could, you know, be like a, like a, like a, an opportunity to kind of mobilize people to actually make a difference in the community. Right. And I think the trash tag thing, I think that kind of fits with us. And like, I, and I was thinking, I've actually been thinking about it over the last little bit, uh, probably a week or so when I was, when I was away or whatever. And, um, you know, just really thinking like, I think it'd be something that we could do. It doesn't cost a whole lot of money. All, all it would take is, you know, a couple of garbage bags in an afternoon. I have a yeah, a couple of garbage bags in afternoons and, and and really just a place to go. Sure. Um just a matter of picking a place and just doing that and, you know, 
it'd be a cool opportunity for some of our listeners to come meet up with us and help us along if they wanted to, or just, so you know, here's what I'm going to propose then. Sure. That we throw this up on our Facebook page, mm-hmm. right. And, and, and talk about this concept that we're talking about right now for, for those who aren't, aren't listening, uh, who haven't, you know, who went, who were these two assholes and didn't make it to the end of the podcast. <laughs> we'll throw it up on the Facebook page. And if it grabs your attention, go take a picture of a spot that you figure would be a prime candidate for a little bit of cleanup. That's a great idea. And we'll come. Yeah. Yeah. I'll bring Amanda. You bring Bree. Yeah. And the four of us, we start something a little bit grassroots and we clean up an area. I love it. It's amazing the difference it makes. Like it pisses me off to get, especially on and off ramps. What is it with that? Like I proudly have a messy car. Yeah. I do. Because, you know, food wrappers, pop bottles, whatever, throw them on the floor. Mm. I'll chuck them out the window. No. Fuck, that pisses me off. Seeing somebody roll the window down and just boom, throw it out. Full bags of fast food wrappers and stuff. And especially, I don't know, maybe it's just me, on and off ramps just seem to be nature's dumping ground. It does. It's, it's brutal. It does. Next it's time, brutal. if you're listening right now, next time you get onto the highway or off the highway, don't take your eyes off the road completely. Yeah. Take your eyes off your phone because that's probably what you're looking at. <laughs> right? But look side to side. Look, look deep in the grass. And you would not believe, I used to be a garbage picker, dude. That I, I did that for an entire summer. Wow. So I walked ditches with tall grass. You would not believe in 10 square feet how much garbage. You Ugh. can fill up a garbage bag in 10 or 20 square feet. That's crazy. It's mortifying, man. So yeah, I'm, that's what uh, that's what we'll do. Maybe maybe I'll I'll, I'll I mean this 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 episode is going to be going to be out tomorrow morning. Yeah. Um. Maybe it's, it's up to us to just pick a spot. Well, I like the idea because right? I do. Do you know a spot? Yeah. Okay. Walk into the alley behind my apartment here. We we can Seriously. start the uh, oh Christ yeah, and have a good serious look at just how much shit. And I mean, I, I live in Westdale. It's a nice neighborhood. But take a look around. Like, just walk through a neighborhood and realize, look, look, you got to look deep. You got to look in the tall grasses. And you realize how much stuff, because, I mean, people throw stuff and, and seem to have this idea that the wind is just going to carry it away to some magic garbage dump. No, it gets mm. caught up in the tall grasses and it gets caught up in trees and stuff, right? Like it gets caught up in, in pine trees and have, have a really good look. You'd be amazed. I bet you, maybe that's the way we do this yeah. is we take one garbage bag and we walk out your front door or my back door or whatever. And we walk out and we see how far we can walk. If we do a comprehensive sweep, how long it takes to fill one garbage bag. I guarantee you, I guarantee, I guarantee you, it'll shock the hell out of you how fast you can fill I, a garbage bag. I really like the idea of just literally starting in your backyard. Sure. And then, yeah, that's great. Let's, let's do that. All right. Yeah, let's do that. Sure. And maybe, you know, if it gets enough uh, shares and, and it goes viral, then, then maybe the people who actually own these buildings will do something about the goddamn mess that's sitting yeah. out there. Well, you know what? Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Yeah, you know what? Like, I'm, I, I think if, if you want to make real change, you can, you can make small changes doing sure, something man. like that with a little bit of elbow grease and actually like taking, sure, man. taking ownership of, of our, of our beautiful city on our own, you know, sure, if man. nobody else is going to do yeah, it, but let's, we're going to do it. Same for you. You're in the Aberdeen area. Yeah. Head down Aberdeen, go towards the on-ramp again, the <laughs> repeat towards the 403. Yeah. Whoa. It's crazy. Have a good look around there. It's a fucking mess. Yeah. Yeah. It's brutal. Right on. All right. So are we good? 
Yeah, How do you feel? Good. I feel good. Yeah, yeah. It's just kind of like one of you just had like a nice deep breath. We've been two weeks without doing this. I know. I missed you, man. I miss you too. Yeah. 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 It's good to be back in the uh, the McVee dining room. Absolutely. And doing Black Sheep Radio. You can follow us on uh, Facebook. Do all the social media stuff. You're, so you're we're on this than me. <laughs> we're on Facebook at BSR Podcast. There you go. Um, we're on Spotify. Uh, we're on Overcast. We're on a bunch of different like Anchor. Uh, anch- uh, anchor. Yeah. Um, we're on Twitter at black, uh, radio underscore sheep and, and Instagram at radio underscore sheep. And we're, those, those accounts aren't being utilized too much right now, Yeah, but they will be. I've got kind of an action plan that I'm going to take with all of those things. Did I hear things, something like about Alexa where you can just, you know, yeah. Them? Okay. How's yeah. That work? You can go, um, I know on Google home you can say, um, Hey Google play a podcast by black sheep radio, just like that. So Hey Google, play a podcast by Black Sheep Radio, and it'll play the latest episode. Shit, I don't know if it works for Alexa just yet. Um, okay, but it works for that. Okay, um, and also just one more thing, uh, I was getting a lot of people saying that they weren't seeing our updates and stuff as as often as they would like. Mm-hmm. So if the if anybody is like missing out on like maybe our Facebook lives or when we're posting episodes and stuff, all you have to do is you go into our Facebook page and you click to turn notifications on like there's a setting okay so that you can like click in our Facebook page and you, it, you so you won't miss anything it'll, it'll always show up like on your page and that'll make sure you don't miss anything that way so. Chris is really the backbone of this whole thing he's <laughs> tech savvy and I'm just a mouthy prick we're just getting there man yeah <laughs> we're getting there yeah right on uh, uh, this is episode number 15. 15 can you believe that <laughs> not really no 15 episodes of Black Sheep Radio down and many more to come thank you for listening thanks see you soon This has been another episode of Black Sheep Radio with Ben McVie and Chris Brown. If you liked what you heard, don't forget to follow, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.